What's going on, everybody? This is Sean of Ross Like Music. And this is the Super Sunny Show. I'm La Molly. This is Blue and Green Radio. Party people, this is Mr. V of Confessions of a Curly Mind, broadcasting through Blue and Green Radio. You're listening to Steve Williams at UK5.org. Welcome to the Blue and Green Sessions. Right, the vibe with DJ Ronnie Ron. Cosmic, Cosmic Radio. Twisted Soul. Futuristica Radio. You're listening to the Blue and Green podcast, and I hope you enjoy what we are going to say. Blueandgreenradio.com. Welcome, friends. You're tuned in to another episode of the Blue in Green podcast. I hope this message finds you well and happy and healthy. My name is Imran, and uh, very much appreciate your time for our episode today. Uh, quick mention uh, the Blue in Green podcast runs in conjunction with Blue in Green Radio, the online internet radio station that broadcasts from London and hosts shows, uh, exclusive shows, no less, from uh, across the whole world. So, we'd love for you to check us out, blueandgreenradio.com. You'll find Find our never-ending uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week radio stream, uh, along with the complete backlist catalogue of our Blue and Green podcasts. And um, if you scroll all the way down to about episode 41, you'll find our guest today. Uh, so this is his second visit. This we're talking to Paul P Vibes Morgan, uh, vocalist, singer, songwriter, producer, multi-instrumentalist, and uh, it's a pleasure to kind of have caught up. Uh, with him and talk all things music. However, however, there is a dangerous caveat. <laughs> it's not dangerous. Uh, there is a there is a minor mishap that we've had this episode. So we we sat down a couple weeks ago for this, and this is I suppose just bound to happen at some point. You, you're going to get hit with the unfortunate, unlucky stick uh, <laughs> at some point. Um, and uh, we had an an excellent 58 minute conversation. Unfortunately due to technical difficulties of which we do not know there is uh, 20 minutes somewhere in 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 the proverbial ether so we only got 38 minutes of our conversation recorded however the good news of that is that it's a fairly uh, compact and concise 38 minutes it's actually a, a complete conversation uh, in of itself and it, it ended like bizarrely at a pretty perfect point so really lucky um how this has kind of worked out but i i hope you'll uh, i i there's plenty there to enjoy it's a really good conversation so uh, paul and i get the opportunity to discuss uh music uh, inspirations for music um in and around the the covid era um what's new on 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 the horizon for him we talk his recent new uh uh, well, we didn't get to discuss all the new releases. We did in the conversation, but you were got to talk about his past project, Experimental Mess, from last year. And um, uh, kind of just what the directions he's subsequently taking his music in. I kind of mentioned, I think, in the conversation that a lot of what we spoke about before was sort of the nature of collaboration. But a lot of what formed uh, the basis of our conversation now was sort of the notion of experimentation. And um, I think that that's a, a kind of an interesting facet to where he finds his, his music at the moment. So, uh, regular listeners will know we feature two songs per episode. Uh, the guest has the opportunity to pick the closing number 
Uh, however, unfortunately, um, uh, it's, you know, we can't provide that uh, in this instance. So I'm going to pick both tracks and they're both going to be uh, P-Vibe related tunes. So the first one we'll play is a track called Rhythm and Rhyme and it comes from Experimental Mass. And I'm picking this one because it's a track we discuss. I'm really, really fond of it and we discuss it in the conversation. So it's uh, awesome to include it now, I think, because if you've not heard it, then you'll hear it and then you'll hear the discussion about it. And then the closing number will be the current single, uh, Celestial Dance, which I think is a really awesome tune and uh, I think will make a great closer. So uh, thank you to uh, Paul for his, obviously his time his company um, and hopefully at some point we can kind of revisit the second half uh, of this and uh, you know uh, have have the conversation that you guys didn't hear we could have it again sometime uh, so uh, yes thank you for checking us out once again blue in green radio.com uh, would love for you to check us out and I very much hope you enjoyed the episode today so without further ado uh, ladies and gentlemen P vibes with rhythm and rhyme
Uh, at the moment, uh, kind of how I kick these things off at the moment mm-hmm. with, with the somber note of how's your year been? Mm-hmm. That kind of tends to be <laughs> the kind of uh, my, my my opener at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's obviously we're in uh, uh, what are we in uh, April twenty twenty one, and right. uh, we're just over a year now of mm-hmm. quarantine and face masks and hand sanitizers and uh this this is what's looking to have been the new normal how has your year been dude like just from a i don't know from a music perspective in terms of i mean how have you found it well actually i'll keep it broad at first how has your year been in the last year and just the insanity of everything oh wow the insanity of everything um (laughs) where do i start you know um i think the music is is, is is the thing that has really just kept me sane and away from all the madness, to be honest, because I tend not to watch news. I don't even really have a TV, you know. I don't have a TV that's plugged into terrestrial channels or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I don't watch the, like, you know, mainstream news and I don't read the tabloids anymore. Like, so... Um, but I'm not cut off from everything because I have all the information. All the information that we have, we need is there, you know, at a touch of a button, you know, with the internet and stuff. So I get my news bulletins on my phone and I will keep up to date with stuff like that, you know, on the Twitter and Facebook and, you know, because we get all the, the news through there. And I just basically sift through what I need to hear and what I don't need to best necessarily, um, you know, indulge myself in too much. I mean... You know, the fact that we have to wear masks, we have to be sanitized and we have to social distance. Um, we can't go to gigs, we can't, you know, uh, socialize normally. It's enough. I don't really need to hear anything more. I don't need to have it constantly drilled into my head, you know, and because basically yeah. it's the same thing. People watch this news, they watch it every day and they all want to keep, but they just keep repeating the same thing over and over. And it's like, don't mean to be bad, but it's almost like you know you're you're being you're being brainwashed with this stuff. And I know it's serious out there. I can't really say exactly what is going on, but I know stuff is going on. I know people that have told me that they've had this thing. Um, but at the same time, um, it's like anything, really. You know, you may know, you know, we may know someone who may have had some kind of illness before, like a serious illness, you know. And, but you don't want to be sitting up down and listening and reading about it 24 hours a day. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah. I've lost people yeah. through serious illnesses. I don't want to be there constantly be in it. Like I have to keep hearing about this disease all the time, all the time. And it takes over your life. Like, you know, we've got to live as well. Yeah. And, um, so It's interesting. You mentioned like the music part of it. Mm. I mean, how have you found it's because, you know, you read a lot about mm. like just, it just uh, with interviews with artists and I'm mm. very fortunate through this podcast, I get to talk to uh, a lot of artists and mm. talk about, you know, just in general, the, the creative process, but how, um, how this kind of new lifestyle that we've had to kind of adapt, adapt to, how has that impacted uh, you from a, from a creative perspective? A lot of people uh, find themselves really stuck, you know, that from not being able to, I mean, you're, you're a writer, you write and you're a lot of people seek inspiration from the things around them, the things that they experience, places they go, and that's all gone. 
uh, or it has been gone for a large part of the last uh, 12, 13 months. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, stunted a lot of people's creativity. How have you found that that side of it over the last year? Do you find yourself hindered in any way or are you just finding it in other avenues? Um, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I think because I, I've just been really, to, to tell you the truth, I've because I've written a lot of stuff over the last couple of years that I have not even recorded. I think I mentioned this before. I'm not sure if I may have mentioned it in the last mm-hmm. interview that I have like an album and an EP's worth of material that's actually just written. You know, it's just there in my, it's in my hands, you know, somewhere cause a sketch down on paper or there's like rough recordings on my phone somewhere. But um, during this period, I have not really, to be honest, been inspired to really write a lot of new stuff, to be honest with you. Um, you found it hard. I found it. It's not, it's not even something I've thought about, like I can't really write or I don't feel inspired to write. It's just um, um, my mind has just not been there. It's just been more like playing, maybe just, you know, shedding, shredding away on an instrument or something. But I haven't really feel that inspired to. Um, and I suppose it is obviously to do with the whole situation, um, you know, in an indirect way. You know, I've not really sat down and thought, oh, I can't read. I'm not inspired anymore because I'm not going anywhere. Or I can't gig or I can't go to a gig or I can't go out, you know, to the cinema or the movies with someone or whatever on a date. Um, yeah, but it's just, uh, yeah, I think my whole persona was just shifted into, I don't know, I was just shifted into another plane where I've become more introspective. I've, I've, it's made me more spiritual in my outlook, which I've always been. But it's made me question a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, so I think my seeking has been more on that side, more than anything else, really. Um, yeah, I think that's where it's really taken me. It's like I've been looking in that direction. And I, I mean, for the whole, I mean, there's a lot of things that's been happening and there's things that, you know, you know, we won't go into, but um, right. it was, yeah, it was inevitable that I, I had to go back and lean, really lean on, on my spirituality, lean on my faith. So, yeah, yeah I mean, there's a lot of mums so were just listening to gospel music and, um, yeah, so I thought a lot about recently, though, I've been thinking a lot about compositions and stuff and um, where I want to go and the things I want to try try out. And um, it hasn't been so much affected by the external factors like, you know, um, what's going on around me because uh, these are like concepts and ideas that um, are sort of forged from within, you know, so right. yeah, and they're inspired by um, various different genres and styles and composers and artists. They're just different things that I want to try. And so I think this time has also allowed me to kind of juxtapose a lot of these things, and um, in my mind. And yeah, I just look forward to when I eventually get get around to experimenting. And I was yeah, because I've been spending time buying a lot of instruments of late as well. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, I was gonna get. I was gonna get to that. Okay. Which I'm, I'm a couple oh. of questions away from getting. Okay, there, yes, yeah, we'll I'm gonna ask you one final question because I'm because I'm really fascinated about that, and I really mm. want to. Um, yeah, I'm gonna delve into that in a moment. And uh, yeah, if people are wondering what we're talking about, it'll be really exciting when when you start to to play all of them. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but, uh, uh, once, right? I guess I got. <laughs> I want along like in terms. I guess one final kind of other COVID mm-hmm. question, kind of about like how how do you kind of feel? Uh, obviously, as a kind of an independent artist, we you know you've been sort of releasing music in 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 the last year. How do you feel that like that process has been in terms of? Do, has it changed with with the situation being what it is? I mean. Uh, the music industry has had to adapt in so many ways. Uh, independent artists have had to adapt in so many ways. A lot of people do the streaming thing. Mm-hmm. They've done the uh, there's like the tip jar mm-hmm. where you can you you tip like a a pound or a dollar if you're in the states. Yes, you know somebody will play and stuff like that. You know it's had to adapt. Artists have had to adapt in so many different ways. I mean, mm-hmm. how have you kind of found that in the last year? Have you had to make any of these conscious decisions with? the new restrictions that you've been having to work with? Yeah, well, you know, it's strange because when we spoke at the last interview, um, I was telling you that I was looking into taking the Vibes Lab sessions out on the road because I was saying to a lot of, a lot of people, that's the next phase, you know, that's the next phase of the evolution. Yes, I remember vividly, yeah. Yeah, because there was... Uh, as for me, there is nowhere else. Personally, I, I feel this nowhere else for re- me to really go. Because because I'm, there is that side of me that has to be also expressed. So I'm I'm recording all the time and I'm releasing stuff. I say to people, look, there's, there's nowhere else for me to really go apart from going out there and performing live with somebody. Mm. You know, because I just feel that that's just the next natural step from because of what I do and the nature of the way I do it, you know? And um, when all of this happened, then it just sort of pushed everything back because I thought I was moving forward. And here we, are, we were at a sports Lifford when we went to his, um, his uh, what, you, what's, what do you call it, his uh, launch party um, the year before. And um, Eshe was there. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, and I spoke to Lyft and I was telling him and she was saying, yeah, he goes, I heard you want to, you're going to go live because Eshe told me that you got your plan. And he goes, I'm up for it and I'm really, I'm like, yeah, I'm ready for this. And I said, yeah, man, we're going to be working on it. So last year, all of that was supposed to have been happening. But um, So yeah, when that happened, it, it's sort of like, okay, I was like, okay, so what do I do now? Um, there were guys doing live, they started doing live streams. A lot of people were doing live uh gigs uh, online and stuff like that um and uh yeah so i started looking at that but the whole thing was quite difficult in a sense that um because of the social distancing a lot of people especially yeah. people, people around me that were afraid to even come to my studio even being isolated with masks and you know going through the whole protocol of um yeah. you know cleansing and stuff like that they were still apprehensive oh i've got i've got children or i've got elderly family or you know relatives or so on and so forth so um that just sort of stagnated everything in that respect and mm-hmm. also i had studio issues too <laughs> whereas you know the studio started playing up again and um 
I thought I had it sort of sorted out, but then there was a software, hardware situation going on. And uh, so, da 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 da. Um, whereas I've lost myself here. Um, yeah, that sort of just put, pulled everything back for me, basically. So, yeah, yeah, I'm looking at what you're talking about, about the uh, the tip jars and all that kind of stuff. I, I was seeing all of this right. stuff. and um, But the thing with me is, like, I released stuff a couple of years before consecutively, and I was like, okay, this is 2020. People are out there. They were, but what I noticed about last year, a hell of a lot of stuff was coming out. I was listening to this this um, Soul Station and all the stations I was, I was playing, I was hearing a lot of new music and I was thinking, man, this is like lockdown. But obviously they were recording, you know, before a lot of them. But so much good music was coming out last year and I wasn't doing anything. And I thought, right, so people can, they, they're putting out these tip jars, they're, 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 you know, they're doing these live streams and they're getting money's trickling. It might not be as much as they were making before, but I didn't really have much apart from what was already previously released. And then my studio was playing up. And um, so that was it really, basically. You know, I was looking at these 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 new methods and ways, but at the time I just weren't ready to indulge or to part, you know, yeah. personally. I just thought, you know, um, I need something new. I need to, to be releasing something. I need to be active. You know, I need to be out there yeah. to, to get the attention of people as well, you know, so. Yeah, you referenced our our last conversation. That was I can blank on the, the number. I think that was episode forty one. Uh, clearly, time has passed, mm-hmm. and uh, you also referenced just now the uh, the Vibes Lab uh, projects, which were the two uh, two volume EPs you put out in consecutive years, mm-hmm. four tracks each, uh, the same uh, roster of guest vocalists uh, for each. And I, I I think a lot of our conversation uh for that last episode uh was very much about collaboration and the nature of it Mm -hmm. in relation obviously to those those eps uh vocalists that you were uh subsequently working with um you and andre were gonna be you know working on something which i know has been hindered from uh, events of the last year of course um and um hopefully that'll get back on track soon fingers crossed yes um so Collaboration was a huge part of of what we discussed last time, but I kind of feel like mm-hmm. the theme mm-hmm. now for, for what we're going to talk about is the notion of experimentation, okay. uh, whether that's um, inspired by the events of last year and you're, you know, you're having to kind of readjust accordingly. Now we'll talk about those instruments. <laughs> 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 but but there's also a, apart from all these this the, the incredible new sounds that you're trying to kind of make as a part of of the music that you put out that mm-hmm. kind of desire to continually learn mm-hmm. uh, is the most exciting aspect of it and then obviously there's ex- the experimental mass project mm-hmm. uh, that came out last year which as the title says mm-hmm. incredibly experimental mm-hmm. you were trying something completely new and yeah. we've got to talk about that as well yes. but that nation that notion of um experimenting uh, I, I kind of feel like is is a lot of probably where you've potentially been at over the last year whether or not you've been conscious of it or not mm-hmm. what do you think yeah i agree yeah i definitely do I've had to sort of like, just like think on my feet, you know, um, what can I do to stay relevant? What can I do to just 
keep my name out there. I didn't want it to just fade away, like, you know. I just wanted, because I said at the beginning of the year last year that I wanted it, it was going to be a prolific, prolific year. That was the intention. Mm. And had it not been for all the stuff that happened, it sure, I'm sure it would have, more things would have obviously happened. You know, um, Andre, for instance, because at the beginning of the year we started writing already, and then that all stopped. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I had to think on my feet and um, experiment, basically. And that's how the experimental mass came about. There was stuff lying around. And um, something just said to me, Islam, my spirit said, oh, P, why don't you remember that? There's something that you had on a te- had on a, a CD disc, a track that I wrote for someone some time ago, and it was an instrumental. And But there was another track on it. And um, there was a, it was an instrumental track, quite experimental. It's like, do you remember that track? try and find it and I found it's like listen to it and see just listen to it for a minute and I listen to it it's like okay remember this other stuff that you had from that this project that you wanted to do that yeah and it just all sort of came together and I started going through my files and I started compiling all this stuff together and at the time my studio was sort of like I'd say 50-50% sort of working and I was able to sort of like do a few overdubs and, 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 and get away with it so I overdubbed a few things on a couple of those tracks, and then I contacted uh, this percussionist called Joe Bayer Armstrong, a uh, very talented percussionist from the States, and I uh, worked with various great people. And um, she was she was up for it, and she recorded on a couple of tracks, and that was it. You know, the whole idea came because this experimental mass idea was already around for some years. And um, so it just seems like the time last year, I don't know, it just it was just the right time, you know, because I was putting it off, putting it off and thinking, I want to get to this, I want to get to this, but eventually I want to show this side of me, you know, um, when the right time comes mm. and da-da-da. And um, I wasn't necessarily going to use those tracks that I used, you know. Um, it just so transpires that they were there and the situation arose because I had to use what I had. And um, that was it, basically. And it's a hugely different project. Obviously, we talked about collaboration. Mm-hmm. You, um, I, I, you know, a lot of people are uh, so associating your music with, you know, as a as an R and B uh, producer and that times vocalist. Mm-hmm. And then you create this, you release this seven track kind of project, which is infusing all of these different uh, dance orientated themes. Mm-hmm. And, it's just, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a, a, an entire wealth of, of new kind of ideas and inspirations. And it's, uh, it's in, you know, the, 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 the change from Vibes Labs, you know, from, from the sort of the eight songs presented across those two EPs to the seven songs here. I mean, you, you've got to really know your stuff to have associated it <laughs> to the same people to the same person, a bigger part of them. Right. So, I mean, it's, um, it's a hugely like different and bold uh, mm-hmm. project. So, you know, and I, I said to you at the time, mm-hmm. like, congratulations, because I mean, what an incredible kind of effort, like incredible project to, to put out. Were you nervous about how people would perceive it at all? Um, in a way, yes and no, because you know I, I initially knew from the get go that once I put this this thing together, a lot of the people that 
uh, digging vibes lab sessions volume one two no fantasy and all the stuff i was doing from before i'm gonna probably have a hard time some of them in putting it in a box you know and um they're gonna find it difficult so my initial thing was okay i am looking i know there's people like myself like you who have an eclectic ear you know as a lot of musicians do themselves you know so it's not really from a musician's perspective but maybe from DJs, especially, and certain um, fans, you know, certain people from a certain uh, demographic or whatever, it's going to be like, okay, um, I like this guy because of this, and now he's doing this, I'm not really too, I'm not into that. But um, I was just thinking, there are people out there that I know that um, are there that will find this thing and will gravitate towards it. They may know nothing about P-Vibes, the R&B, soul funk producer whatever but they find this sound and then that will open the doors to the other side you know what i'm saying so i was looking for a whole new audience <laughs> to be honest i was thinking okay i'm looking for some these new people and um i find that with that sort of experimental type of music that niche music is like you find fans in that sphere they are genuine, generally um, loyal. You know, people in, you know, they may have like 50,000 fans or followers or 10, 20,000, but these, they are real loyal fans that really support them. Those artists, you know, they may not have millions, but those fans that support them, support them. They'll buy their stuff, they'll, you know, go to shows, they will support them. And I'm thinking, okay, um, I'm looking for some of these people where they're interested in different stuff. They're interested in, you know, it's not just what's the latest thing. You know, a new group of people to 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 reach out to, as well as the genuine people that are on this journey with me for the ride, you know? Um, yeah. Because uh, personally, if any artist that I like, old or new, that wanted to do something experimental, I'm going to, I want to know what's, what he's doing. I want to know what he or she's doing. I'm going to go there, you know, because I'm going to, yeah. I'm on a journey with them. Um, yeah, that's, that's a great way of putting it. Absolutely. Because mm -hmm. you, you, you know, I suppose I imagine mm -hmm. any artist wants to be able to build enough credits with their fan base to the point where they will want to take that journey as yes. opposed to that fair weather fan who will be like, oh, so-and-so's released a new album. I like this song. I'll just buy this one song yes. and check back in with them in a few years. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, I'll never have three albums since then, you know? But you're right. You, you, it's it's an it's an investment, I suppose, in a way. You, as fans, it's there are people that you're just always going to keep, a, you know, your, 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 your eye on and always want to mm -hmm. know what they're doing and you kind of want to take that journey with them. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I remember it's like with um, like Stevie Wonder's um, journey to the, through the secret life of plants or something. Journey through the secret Steve, life. Steve, are you, are you a Stevie fan? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say something. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you heard of him. <laughs> Oh I know you're God. a diehard, of course. <laughs> and um, that album got a lot of flack, you know, it's like, well, what was he doing? And, um, you know, initially, like, after all the other songs, the, the albums, the big albums and stuff, it's like, what, what's this guy done? What's he doing? But 
going back, a lot of, especially musicians, I've heard Janet Jackson name check that album, Michael Jackson, and a lot of other um, musicians, you know, right across the board, different genres. And um, looking back, you know, it still doesn't come up to, you know, when the people name check albums, like, uh, you know, the first four uh, albums with uh, in the 70s and then uh, Songs in the Key of Life, they don't equate it in that sort of sphere, but um, it definitely is an album that's got a cult following and um, a lot of respect amongst, amongst musicians as well, you know? Right. Yeah, so... Absolutely. Yeah, um, and that was different, you know, because it was m- mostly instrumental and um, obviously it was for a film, but, yeah, it's that. That's the thing, you know? Um, and... I was going to say to you, with with the uh, experimental mass, that first album that came out last year is just like just touching. It's just the tip of the iceberg. You know, when we're talking about experimentation, it will go. It will get deeper. You know, it will get more experimental than that. You know, so. Where you headed, country? When you say country, did you mean country music, the genre, or did you mean am I, am I heading to the country to record some sounds oh. and stuff like that? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I meant country music, but you are going deep. If that's yeah, where we're going. We are, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. We're going, <laughs> we're going deep. You know, I'm going deep. I'm, I'm, wow. I'm, I'm leaving that open. It's going to be as open as and. <laughs> I, 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 I've been listening a lot since the lockdown as well, I think, the beginning of the year. Um, during the lockdown, I was listening to, apart from the internet, I had this FM radio on all the time. And at one point, I had to, um, I used to always listen to like Robert Elms on Radio London. And I just kept it on Radio London all the time, that day and night, you know, because all the different shows would come in and I'd listen to them. And when the sort of pandemic thing took over, everybody's show, um, all their shows was just like, you know, uh, saturated with this pandemic thing. I couldn't take it anymore. I had to sort of like find something else. So I found a station where there weren't no, there was no, there had no news on there. And it was just the music 24 seven. And it was just like old soul and new school soul, but a lot of old soul. And man, I just played that station for months, <laughs> loud as hell. <laughs> and uh, it, it really helped, you know, it just took my mind away from all of that stuff. But eventually I got to a point where I needed to be more quiet. I needed more sort of like, it was after a while, I just needed things to be a little bit more calmer around me, especially in my room, in my bedroom. So I started tuning into classical FM for a while. And then I, yeah. I went on to Radio Free. All right. Sorry, I'm unplugging these 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 stations. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and All still, these little known stations <laughs> that need it. <laughs> so yeah, I've been on this um, BBC Radio Free. My FM stations on, um, always on there, and um, I hear a lot of classical stuff, and I hear a lot of experimental stuff, electronica, and various different things. You know, um, I think there's a night show that comes, I can't remember if it's the Night Lounge or something where we, you know, they blow this weird eclectic electronic stuff and uh, just very avant-garde and um, unusual stuff. You know what, something reminds me of on one of those shows, it's like, um, if I go back to Experimental Mass, um, that uh, the 
apocalyptic one. That track, that industrial sounding um, journey to Land's End, stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Right. Which is like this is like kind of crazy. It's like what's this? You know, <laughs> um, they play stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So listening to that, and then also they talk a lot about the artists, what inspires them and their methods and stuff. Some of them even have come on there, give interviews and stuff. So, I mean, that's just really been opening my mind up in terms of the experimental mass situation, you know, like where I'm going to go, mm. what I want to do. And the whole pool is out there for me to experiment in. So, yeah, um, it's going to be some surprises on that one, you know. <laughs> yeah. From that album, there was the, the, the clear... My clear favorite from that one was Rhythm and Rhyme. Oh, and if heard that track, uh, I was convinced you had a sample uh, for the vocal, and it wasn't a sample at all. It was you. And you, I, what did you do to your to your voice to make that? Oh, kind of yes. Do the song. It's such a great, great record. So oh, thank you, to it. thank but, you. Yeah, vocally, I just figured it was like a sample or something electronic, mm. or and it's your voice. It doesn't sound anything yeah, like it at all. How did, you, how did you come up with that? I, 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 I kind of. Because I'm, I've, I've taught boxes and vocoders and, and stuff, and I've always been like a Roger Troutman fan, a big fan of Roger Troutman and Herbie Hancock, and um, that was me just running my voice through through one of those boxes, and um, just doubling it, and then I I have a normal speaking voice, kind of like a normal my normal tone underneath it, so it's like a blend. And uh, yeah, and so that's how I basically recorded it. And I, I wanted it to have that feel of like you said, samples and stuff like that. So the whole feel was supposed to have that electronic tape loop vibe about it. As well as a sort of a feel, um, I think of a feel like, if I think of Prince's 1999, when it was in his most experimental electronic stuff, you know? Um, yeah, that sort of vibe. Yeah, fused with that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an awesome record. Um, yeah, and no, I love that song. Uh, and then you know we've we've teased this instrument thing for a few times now, so let's let's jump in. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember I got what was it like a month or two months ago? I'm getting messages from you, <clears throat> like extensive, like lengthy uh, notes on Messenger. Like I just got a didgeridoo, and you know, I'm getting a didgeridoo home on the bus, and. <laughs> Of, of it and it's like what are you gonna do with this like this is incredible what else did you buy in this hall of 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 it of instrument shopping what else uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you what yeah um I, I was spending a lot most of most of it the, the other instruments were like um like drums like very exotic drums hand drums mm -hmm. so i bought i've got a darbuka which is like right. a middle eastern drums a really sort of nice ring to it I have it right here, actually, and um, uh, uh, what's the other one? A dollock, which was this is a, a, a double-sided um, drum, which is played on two ends. There's a bass end, and there's like a, the, the top end, like the treble end. All right, you get some nice counter rhythms uh, playing on the other side of it, you know. And um, mm. what else did I have? I've got a, a, a jambi, African drum. Gosh. Uh, and yeah, there's another drum, another drum that I bought, which is kind of like a cross between a, it looks sort of like a Darabuka, but it's not. 
the guy said it was equal I can't remember the name but I, I've never heard of that name and I, I googled it up and it didn't make any sense to me and I've said I said to him before well you sure it's not a, a, a darbuka he goes, he goes I don't know mate I don't really play and I'm selling it <laughs> yeah but I bought it off him it needs a little bit of work though it needs a little bit of tightening and tuning and stuff but it's nice so I've, yeah I've got those and I've got the didgeridoo and uh, how is a um, didgeridoo to play? Oh man, it's um, I did, it's not as easy as I thought. <laughs> to sustain that, to sustain that drone, you know, it takes time to get that breathing going. Yeah, yeah. but um, it's it's nice, it's nice, it's nice. I've got I've so got you, some you, ideas. You're not okay. Yeah, cool. I was gonna say you're not quite where you want to be with it as a in terms of playing it. Yeah, in, in terms of playing it, I I know that. What I can make the rhythms and the sounds, but it's just get my breathing. So I'm just slowly working on that right. to, to, to get the, the technique right. And um, yeah, mm. so I've got ideas for, for those things, definitely. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Mm -hmm. and, and is it like one project for all of them or are these like almost separate kind of projects that you're kind of grouping these things off into? But, you think? Um, it will be separate projects, yeah. Yeah, mm, yeah, nice. separate things, and um, you know, I'm just going to use them, use them to, as how I see, because I think with the experimental mass, a lot of those things will have a blanche just be anywhere where it wants to be. But even in my normal productions, if you know, I just go by what I feel or what my mind tells me the orchestration needs, you know, because I may write the song on a keyboard or something or on a guitar, and then the whole orchestration will come to me and I'll be like, okay, it needs this or it needs that. Or if there's something outside of the studio that I don't have, you know, this, I need a harp, I need a harpist, or I need, you know, Vicky or Ben on trombone or trumpet or something like that, then you know, it's a whole other thing. Nice. Yeah. I look forward to hearing uh, what you come up with, I guess, uh, with, with any of this. Is is again back to that thing of experimentation. It's uh, it's yeah, it's exciting time. It, it's funny because it, the whole thing was sort of birthed out of like coming into the new year. Um, I was feeling really inspired. You know, it was a tough year last year, and then coming into the new year, you know, we have all these like aspirations, hopes, and oh, you know, hopefully this year is going to be a better year. We're going to come out of this lockdown, and we're going to move forward. And I was just inspired, as I said to you. I was playing a lot of gospel music, and at the same time, I was like just playing a lot of new. Um, I was just discovering some new music by Corey Henry um, and various other artists. I was like checking out, you know, and finding this new yeah. stuff. And I was playing the hell out of my bongos. I was beating <laughs> those bongos up every day, you know. And I was thinking, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm playing stuff on these bongos that I never played before. And so that whole hand drum craze just started happening. Like, oh, no. I want some more of these drums. I want to try different things, you know? So uh, I can hear this in my head with the Darbuka. I can hear this with this particular drum. I need to get one. So that sort of just led to the quest and also then the thought of what I would do with these drums and these instruments when I get them on my recordings, you know? So, yeah. And that, unfortunately, is the point where the subsequent 20 minutes were uh, very, very unfortunately lost. As I said, um, I think I mentioned this at the outset, we had just gone on then to discuss his current singles uh, and releases since uh, Experimental Mass, uh, which were Sweet 
and spread love uh, and then celestial dance which is the the song we're, we're gonna close the show with right now so once again thanks for tuning into the episode thank you again to paul for his time um and um yeah gutted that we uh, couldn't present you this um in in its completion but as we said in time to come hopefully something we'll be able to connect with again so thank you very much once again for tuning in my friends blueandgreenradio.com uh pvibes.bandcamp.com as well and celestial dance to take us home until next time bye bye Thank you.